Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 186 with Nathan Laporte, a longtime privateer out there. Well, maybe not long time, but a privateer out there grinding away in the Nationals. And uh, you've certainly seen him in the results many times coming close to the top 20. So stoked to have him on the show. Thank you to the folks at FXR Racing. Pulp MX30 is the code to save. FXRRacing.com. Many top privateers uh, from uh, the Club MX guys to Nathan himself to uh, Jerry Robin, where FXR Racing, Brock Tickle's wearing it as well, testing for Cowie. FXR Racing stuff's really nice, really bright colors, fits really well, looks really good. Thanks to the folks at FXR for coming on board. Of course, that Kiefer guy, Mike Brown, battling at the ranch in their FXR gear. Uh, Pulp MX30 is a code to say with that with those guys. Also, thank you to the folks at Race Tech, great suspension company, and they also do motors as well. And tell them you listen to Pulp; they'll they'll give you a little bit of a discount. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Race Tech. Get the gold valves in; it's suspension revalve in a box. Really super easy to drop in. They got Race Tech service centers all across America as well. Pulp 22 to save. Treat your suspension right, and your bike will treat you right. All right, just get some new oils, 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 oil. Bushings, seals, that type of stuff. Racetech.com. Please check them out. And uh, also, thanks to the folks at Namira, Roost, at Firepower, and Maxxis all on board with us as well. Maxxis tires, MXSTs, developed by some guy named McGrath. I hear he's pretty good. Great mountain bike tires as well with the folks at Maxxis, Maxxis.com, light truck tires, trailer tires, MXSTs that Cade and A-Ray use. So Maxxis tires will have you dialed in. If you haven't thought about Maxxis for a long time, in regards to uh, some tires, well, time to start thinking about them, all right? So thank you to Maxis and Roost MX, of course, on board with us as well. 48-hour uh, turnaround for Roost MX. They're down on the ranch right now, cooking up graphics, cooking up backgrounds, official Cobra merch as well. Pulp Nation code to save at RoostMX.net. RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation code saves you money. Thanks to the folks at Roost MX for coming on board the podcast. We'll tell you more about Firepower and Namira later in the show. But let's talk, uh, let's talk to Nathan about what's going on, life as a privateer, and more here on the uh, Privateer Island podcast. All right, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. You've seen this man at many nationals over the last few years. He's number 139 out there on the uh, KTM. Nathan Laporte, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, not too much, man. Just hanging in there. I'm enjoying some Wisconsin weather. Uh, not, too, not too hot, probably compared to where you guys are at. So, yeah. yeah, not too bad. Uh, how's the season been going for you? Almost got some points, uh, at a few races, um, right there on the verge. How's the nationals going? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. I think it's, man, it's always tough just to score some points and kind of, you know, how my work life is and things like that. It's, it's going, going pretty well. I think just, uh, yeah, we're knocking on the door, getting closer and closer. Hopefully I can pull through one of these weekends. Did you, uh, did you do the ones out West to start? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't do the first two. I started at Colorado. So, yeah, started so. Colorado. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, and, and you've made most of them. Looking at your results, you make most of them, but sometimes you don't, uh, um, which is tough to do, to spend that money, drive out there, do all that when you don't make the motos, and sometimes you still get in them. That's got to yeah. suck, dude. Oh, man, yeah. It's definitely a bitter, a bitter feeling, but I don't know what it is with qualifying. There's so many dudes that can – Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. So many dudes that can go send it, just full send for one lap. And then when we do get into the motos, it's like you think that these guys are just complete rippers. And they and they are. They are. <laughs> some of them all, are. Some of them are. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're all they're all super fast. But then you're like battling up near top 20 and you're like, what? 
Yeah. Like I'm not even close in qualifying and then, and then you're up there. So it's, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a different ball game. I, I've been saying it for years. I got to figure it out and I still haven't, but it's, you know, some of these, some of these tracks, the first practices are where you're going to get your time. Not all of them, but some of them. And dude, so you, you wake up at, you know, on your track at 8 a.m. or whatever. You got a, two laps of, okay, which way does the track go? How's the dirt? Let me look at some lines. A green flag is waving, and you de- and your heart rate has to go immediately to 180. It's, it's, yeah. I don't envy you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. It's pretty much just close your eyes and pin it. And, uh, you know, on, on race day, I try not to have a cup of coffee, so it makes it even tougher. But <laughs> <laughs> you just got to go for it. So. Yeah. Uh, which race has been your best, do you think, so far this year? Which one did you feel the uh, best at? I think the best I felt at was probably Washougal this past this past weekend, just in the first moto. Like I had some I had some goggle issues, but um, it, we resolved that for the second moto. But I just had some bad luck. But overall, like mm-hmm. body feel, yeah, um, body feel, like momentum and things like that. Definitely, definitely think Washougal the first moto was was so far the best one yet so are you sure they were goggle issues or were you just not able to see because of the shadows and you blamed it on your goggles <laughs> oh no man it was for, for sure for sure a goggle issue the only thing honestly i think the shadows kind of help me in some ways because you oh, can't okay. see how rough how rough the track is <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's like you can kind of bonsai a couple areas and you yeah i mean as long as as long as your form is pretty good you come out okay so right but yeah, it's not too bad. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you listen to Pulp Show, but Sexton and oh, yeah. Sexton and Cade were talking about it, and like I, I knew it was bad. I've, as a mechanic, I heard riders complain about it, and you know I've heard everybody complain about it. But the way they were talking about it, like you can't see a damn thing until you launch off yeah. the ledge. I'm like, really? I didn't think yeah, it was that bad. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff, like the uphill rollers, were pretty sketchy. Like, yeah. Once you once you get a little hairy on those a couple times, like you kind of know where like the ledges or the ruts are going up it. Yep. But you know the first two, three, four times you're 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 caught off guard, so it gets a little hairy. But yeah, yeah, you you got to learn the track very quick, or like at least realize where everything is, because especially with how hard of base uh-huh. Washougal has, it doesn't change. Like the square edge tolls don't change drastically. So if you get one that catches you off guard, man, you just hold on for dear life and try to remember where that thing was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's it. Yeah. yeah it's, it sounds scary. Honestly, it sounds really scary. Um, <laughs> you've gotten some points. Where did you score points at? Which, which races was it? I think Ironman in the mudder. Oh, you know, in the mudder. A, yeah. 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 When it's a mudder, as long as I can get through qualifying, I'm usually really, really good. Um, I think, I think I'm my own enemy when it comes to that because I've been inside the top 20 many times, but, uh, I've also rung my bell many times inside the top 20, so just getting too excited and whatnot. Right, right. You switched to KTM recently? Um, yeah. Uh, how, yep. wh- why was that? What happened there? Um, just mainly support. Yeah. You know, I, I dealt with Sportland, too, out of southern Wisconsin for a long time. They treated me really well. Um, I think I was on Hondas for like four or five years. I loved it. Um, they, they ended up going away, um, and then Brian up up in Michigan, northern Michigan, so up in the UP. Um, they own a shop called Race Driven, and when Sportland started going out, I got in touch with them, and they were able to put something together for me. So that was mainly the switch. Um, you, you know, as privateers like myself, we don't really get to pick what we want to ride or yeah. um, what it may be, but um, I was thankful to get on the KTM, and it took, took a little while to get used to because it's a lot different. I was going to say, yeah, how was the adjustment? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it, it definitely took some time, but I'm really enjoying it now. I really like it. Um, it's, it seems to be working out well. You know, I've been having good luck with it, you know, especially with the motor and stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been going well. What, uh, what's your traveling? What are, you, are you driving all these things? Yeah, I drive to everyone. It's usually just just me and my wife, and then we have a 10-month-old son now. So, Oh, boy. Um, I, yeah, I got a Class C RV, just slurps down the fuel, and uh, we just keep plugging away. So. Damn, dude. <laughs> wow. What, what are you doing for a living? What do you do for work? Uh, I actually own my own business. It's called Refined Construction. So I do uh, I do roofing and flooring. So. Oh, okay. Wow, look at yeah. you. Yeah, so I kind of I started that. Um, like a short story, my parents stepped away from racing when I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I learned, learned the, the working trade fairly young and uh, pretty much went out on my own, started my own business when I was 19 and just because I wanted to go racing and I wanted to do the nationals and you know, a regular nine to five, especially if you're paying all your own bills and things mm-hmm. like that, it's not going to pay it. So, um, that was the whole thing. I, I, I knew the trade, so I started my own business and, you know, here we are, I don't know how many years later. Yeah. How old are going, you? Uh, 29 now. Yeah. Shit, dude. Good job. So good thing. Uh, flexible hours. You can drive to these races. You can load up the family and go bad thing. Yeah. Uh, everyone's looking at you to make some money and, and, that's how you, yeah. you know, that's you, you grinding and hustling for, for cash. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's definitely tough. It's not easy because it's, it's very hectic. You know, you're trying to battle a double-edged sword and, um, you know, also like the business gets hurt because you're out traveling and racing and then racing gets hurt because you're trying to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you yeah, I'm just trying to, trying to make do. So it's, it's definitely, you know, we're grateful where we are but man yeah. it's taken a lot of work to get here so. well no that the, you're the epitome of privateer life man for sure oh you yeah it's, yeah so the business is doing well though like uh the flooring and the roofing like it's been pretty successful for you like you got yeah, employees and stuff or is it just you or uh it's so for the flooring side of things it's just mainly me and then yep. my brother my brother just graduated high school um so he's working with me on the flooring side of things um man like I'm sure you know how it is. You hear it everywhere, but trying to find employees has been so tough. So yeah. like I think last year we're a small business and I think last year just on the flooring side, I went through 10 guys, Oh geez. um, which just a pain in the butt. But on the roofing side of things, we have subcontractors that contract through us. So mm. we bid on jobs and right. um, we got two really good crews, you know, that have been treating us well. And then my father-in-law, he's like the, we brought him in. He's like a project manager and a sales guy. And then my wife, she handles like all the office stuff, you know, like doing, answering the phone calls, yeah. doing the emails, sending out invoices, making sure all that stuff's on par. So nice. Well, dude, this is a whole, I didn't realize I was getting into Yeah. You got a lot going on, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, you're not man, riding it. You're not just at some facility pounding out laps. You oh, know? no, man. No, like. <laughs> When when you talk about preseason prep right. around here, like it's that's where you get all your prepping done because it's like with the drive time yeah. and driving and the schedule with that, and then trying to fit in work. It's like you know you don't get any opportunities to train and you don't get opportunities to ride during the week really, unless like we were out at you know we took a week and a half off to go out to Washougal, so that was nice. But yeah. other than that, it's just a just a crazy grind so. i was gonna ask you how much you get to practice or ride a bicycle or anything but it doesn't sound like much yeah like for training wise like 
um, you'll be pumped on this, but I actually just got in touch with Troll Train. So, oh, okay, um, yeah. I started I started their program this week just to try to, you know, it was nice. Um, the guy that I I'm working with, I forgot his name. Uh, Alex's partner. Oh, but John. Anyway, John Wesley. Yeah, John. Yep, yeah. Yep. So it's nice. Like I can go into this app and add the days that I can try to fit some training in or try to fit some riding in, so he can make the schedule pretty flexible with that which is a lot easier because usually I'm just shooting from the hip and usually I'll get like one run in during the week and then maybe one cycle and that's about it. And like if travel time is really long, I don't get to ride at all during the week. I just ride on the weekends. So well, on Saturday. Yeah. Know, so dude, that's, that's uh yeah, that's tough. So again, you want to talk about your struggles in qualifying. Maybe you haven't ridden much all week and now you're just getting into it and it's go time and you don't get a good time and and the the process just repeats itself right yeah for sure and 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 i've definitely noticed like i know i'm 29 and you can look at that from two sides either that's old or that's still young but um i definitely noticed with my age it's very tough to like get your body warmed up in the mornings especially when you haven't rode all week Mm -hmm. and 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 doing things like that so i've been working hard like with my warm-ups and stuff on saturday morning but yeah just uh yeah. Enjoying the journey, that's all you can do. Enjoy it and have fun while you can, and that's the main thing. You know? Well, yeah, I was going to, you know, first of all, Westling is great. He's a really smart guy. He'll help you a lot, um, bounce anything you all, bounce anything, you, you, any ideas you have off of him. He can definitely okay. help you. Uh, for two, like, I look at your results, and, you know, you haven't scored that many points. You are, you've raced, you raced a whole lot. Um, it's admirable that you are still in the grind. Look, this isn't easy. You're, you sometimes you're not making the motos. You're losing money, but dude, you yeah. it's awesome. I mean, you love it, right? This, this must be just in your blood, Nathan. You you must be just loving this. Yeah, I think so because there's really no man. There's no other experience like it. Like I know so many people that just race for the money. And yep. Gosh, if I'd done that, I would have been out of this <laughs> a long time ago. So yeah. it's just it's just fun. It's not just racing the nationals, uh-huh. but it's like. Like for me, I'm not a sprinter, so I don't want to go race local stuff, you know, because I, I don't want to sit around all day and race 10, 15 laps, you know. And yeah, yeah I yeah. can make money at local events, but it's definitely not as fun. And also, you know, when you're racing the best of the best, you get to ride some amazing tracks. And then also when you're on the road, when you actually get to enjoy it, it's it's pretty awesome. So Yeah, you drive to Washougal and everything. That's cool. It's great scenery. It's fun, right? You got your wife with you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, so. was, yeah it was really cool. And we stopped at a couple national no parks like on the way out so was, we got to enjoy it you know do some hiking and check out some scenery so you're also wearing fxr sponsor of this podcast show that's awesome fxr oh, yeah. value in yeah brad from fxr he goes yeah. above and beyond i can't thank okay. that guy enough i was gonna say if brad's not let let me know i'll get on brad's ass if you want oh no okay. oh no he's right. i think he's only like an hour and 40 minutes from my house actually from yeah where i live so it's yeah it's really convenient and he's super nice i used to deal with don from canada but i never you know i never met her or uh-huh. seen her one-on-one so once i got connected with brad it's just a lot easier and he's always it's cool he's a really humble guy like he'll deal with the factory guys and then i'll also deal with you and put you on the same level you know it's hard to find that in some of the industries so yeah no you got a point there for sure is it uh FXR Racing, by the way, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island, Nathan Laporte. Is it just uh, easy for me to say that Millville is your favorite track? I don't know. I just assume. Oh, that. man. 
Man, I think from all the pulp shows, Millville must be your favorite track. <laughs> well, but. I'm from Winnipeg, right? Like, so <laughs> okay, I've ridden Millville the most. Uh, it's eight hours uh, away. I've been to the most nationals at Millville because I started going in '88. Uh, okay. I rode, I rode some nationals, and then I rode local races. So I have a lot of time on Millville. But I, I even if I didn't have that much time, I think it's got everything. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know. It's right. It's not in my backyard. It's only four hours from here. But yeah. gosh, I, I have never done. Pardon my language, but I've never done worse shit there. It's like, <laughs> really? Even okay. This, even, yeah. even even this year, I was feeling really good. I think I went like twenty eight, twenty nine, or something. And yeah. I was like, yeah. What the heck? It was a harder just, Millville than you. Everyone told me this year. You know. Than, yeah, it was. It was past. like. Yeah, I think it was like a soup. You had to be really, really tough, real strong, because yeah. it was it was all square edged and to get a to get a bike to handle really well on that is pretty tough so you just got to kind of piss pound through it right um so you're up by milwaukee situs up there it's kind of or yeah like, so yeah. do you know like if you can look at a map and you know where green bay is and you know yeah. where milwaukee is like i'm pretty much right in the center in okay between both yeah. Those. yeah so you can't yeah. get to minnesota too easily to yeah like you said four hours away or whatever uh yeah. do they still have grantsburg i raced grantsburg a couple times uh, I think they do, but that's still pretty far yeah. north of my place. Yeah, it's still a ways for you, for sure, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so no supercross for you, or not much supercross for you? No, this year, this year was actually my first year ever trying it. Oh, I've okay. Never, I've never been, you know, the whole privateer thing, never been financially stable enough to try to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually we just plug through work all winter long and then try to race during the summer so but this year i was actually able to you know i went down to sob i think for two and a half weeks three weeks yep and then uh i don't know what i did i did detroit indy and uh daytona what'd you think oh i thought daytona was sick like i was doing that that was my first one i was doing the track walk (laughs) the whoops were massive so i was super scared but (laughs) like i was walking with a couple of my buddies that Uh have been racing supercross for years i'm like how is it like how is this compared to a stadium place and they're like oh dude it's it's pretty on par it's pretty close like everything's fairly peaky i'm like shoot if this is what it is like i'm jacked like this ain't that bad (laughs) and like it it really wasn't like I actually I had a blast there, but once we got inside, man, I don't know. Like everything seemed way scarier, way more peaked up, and I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. "These guys are nuts, man!" Like, right? Did you make the night show? Yeah, Did you make the night show? Uh, no, I didn't. No. I think the closest I came was like forty six, okay. and everybody said East Coast was stacked, but yeah, you know, either way, I I had two and a half weeks on a Supercross track, so it was like. I don't know what that was, like 12 days maybe on a Supercross track before I went to my first time trying. And that yeah. was legit first time ever on a Supercross track. So uh, so just was, because you were growing up, you just you were working, I guess. You didn't really have much Supercross experience, huh? Like Yeah, no yeah, no Supercross experience yeah. just because, you know, it's winter here. So when yeah. it starts getting pretty cold, like sometimes the ground is frozen by Halloween here. So for one, there's no Supercross tracks around here. Two, I don't have any land, and then yeah, I always, I always, I'm a big outdoors guy. I've always, that's all I've ever ridden. So I just pretty much would, I wouldn't even ride for usually the whole winter. I wouldn't go down south or anything. I would just stay home, work, save up, and then once spring rolled around, start my training and kind of bust my butt. So uh, did some Hoosier Arena Cross. It looks like you did all right. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's first year doing that as well, and I was, it was a blast. It was really cool. Like the 
I don't know, just a, kind of the publicity you got, you get from it. It was really cool. I, and I ended up, you know, I think I got one, uh, one third place in Moline, Illinois. I think it was mm-hmm. with some good guys there. So it was cool. They keep chipping away. The tracks are really mellow. And yeah, they look, they like look, that. they look easy for sure. Like, um, you know, yeah. guys like yourself, you're like, oh, okay. But I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, nothing technical. You just gotta, you know, be aggressive and learn how to ride tight tracks fast so right um yeah it was fun i had a blast with that it was it was cool experience it was cool i think this was my first year in my you know my entire racing career where i actually got to ride pretty much at least once a week for the whole year there was like six i had i got covid this winter Mm -hmm. so there was about six weeks where it kind of where I wasn't able to ride but other than that I was riding arena cross every weekend so I was riding once a week and that was a, a first for me I was pretty jacked on that private to your life right there for sure yeah yeah it was cool uh, I want to thank the folks at firepower parts for coming on this podcast whether it's chains made in Japan Featherlight lithium batteries that a lot of privateers are using guys like Brayton and Chiz and, and others are using firepower parts they got oil now made made up from the ground up from a leading OEM manufacturer. Thanks to the folks at Firepower Parts. They got a whole product of hard parts as well. So check them out if you can. They've been supporting the Pulp Show. They support the Privateer Show. Uh, really great batteries and really great chains and, and oil as well. Firepowerparts.com. Roost MX, Namira Pistons, Maxis Tires all on board with us. Uh, Nathan Laporte here on the Privateer Island Life Podcast. So you've been doing this a long time. How'd you get started? And you mentioned your parents walked away. Uh, when you were 15 or whatever, but uh, uh, yeah. uh, how'd you get started? Uh, it was with my parents, my mom and dad. I started riding when I was two, so they got me on a PW with training wheels and then you know, pretty much went racing once I was four or five. We started racing, and we pretty much stuck around Wisconsin. Like We tried Loretta's and things like that. I only made it to Loretta's once, once or twice as an amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, never did you know, well or anything like that, but we never went to any other amateur racing. I didn't even really, really realize there was all the other amateur nationals until I was like 18 or 19. So, so, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started for my parents. And yeah. What, just went from there. What, uh, what's it, what's the local scene like there? Like, obviously I know the district 23 guys, but again, that's far from you. Yeah. That's really strong, but how is it in Wisconsin? Oh, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, the tracks are, there's a couple decent tracks, but it's, you know, you got to, tr- like, where I'm located in Wisconsin, it kind of sucks. There's only, like, I got to drive the, the closest track is decent track anyways, like an hour, hour and a half from here. Um, and then we do have a track that's coming around that's about 30 minutes from here. But otherwise, yeah. you know, for if you want to get anything rough or rutted, there's nothing around here. I mean, you know, especially national style stuff, you don't get that until the weekend. And then, you know, there's a couple of good amateurs coming up. It was cool to kind of see, like when I was growing up, it was like me, Cody Cam, and then two or three other kids, and that was really it. But now mm-hmm. it seems like the next couple of kids on 60s and 80s and things like that, it seems like we got a decent group that's coming up. So I'm excited oh, yeah. to see, excited to see what those guys do and how they kind of pull through. So. So is most of the racing in the southern end of it, of the state, or like how do you how many tracks do you guys have? How 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 is it? I don't I don't even know. I think like on the district schedule, there's like sixteen 
Oh, okay. Or maybe 15 or 16 tracks. I'm not even, that's kind of shooting from the hip there. I'm not exactly sure. But you can't make any um, money doing that? Like you said, it's just not something that you're. Yeah, but, you, you, yeah. you could, like you could maybe make, I mean, you could probably break even on most of the stuff. There's a couple good tracks like Johnny, uh, he owns a track called Chris up in Christmas, Michigan called Christmas. Um, and that's, but that's a hike. That's like four hours. And he always does something like he'll do a, like a long moto for you. Okay. Um, he grew up riding at Redbud, I believe. So yeah. he's got that track. He's got the track really, really good. Um, but he'll, he'll throw out like a money race or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if I can get to that, I, I only do maybe one or two local races a year. Um, did you make any money at but, Hoosier? Yeah. Is that, how's that pay? Oh, Hoosier. No, no. Like if you, if you, <laughs> If you were, I think I was only like coming like, cause I was like seventh, eighth, a lot of the weekends. And then once you started creeping into the top five and like, for sure, if you were on the podium every weekend, you'd be, you'd be able to take home money the way we were doing it. Um, but otherwise like seventh and eighth, you were still like for us, I was like a hundred to 150 bucks in the hole every weekend. So, oh, geez. yeah, KP crushes it. I know that, but yeah, that's what I heard. He's undefeated yeah. and he's got bonuses and Honda money oh, and, and everything man. else, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could only dream. So. Yeah, uh, I forgot about <laughs> Cody Cam. He was out here in Vegas for a while and we were mountain biking together. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he was, uh, yeah, I forgot about Cody and he, he, we did one of these with him as well. Um, okay, he, he was fast, uh, on 80s, oh, I man. guess. Yeah, on 80s, he was a ripper, I guess. Yeah, he ripped. He was really good. He was he was definitely one of the top amateur kids at that time. Um, he he got scooped up pretty young on the whole snowcross deal, and I mm-hmm. think that was a little bit easier. And I, you know, I don't know exactly, but I think there was money on hand right away with that snowcross yeah. stuff. So yep. I think that's kind of why he went that route. But did you? Did, are, it, is that something you want to do at all? Or no? Uh, I tried it one year. Um, there was a shit ton of great support more than I've ever had racing dirt bikes. Uh But, um, it was also crazy expensive, like to ride at (laughs) a, to ride at a, one of the practice tracks, it was five hour drive. And I think it was like 150 bucks a day or something. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, It was crazy. So, uh, when you, when you were a kid, what, what, would you go to nationals and like, which ones would you go to or super crosses? Like how, how, how did you get experience at the pro stuff when you were young? Oh, never, never, never. Okay. No, I, uh, one of my, one of my dad's friends, um, he actually started helping me out a lot when I was 15, kind of when my parents stepped away. I think he was the first one to ever take me to a pro national and I was probably like 13 or 14. I think I went to two Millville's, um, before I actually went to my first pro national to try to qualify. And then, um, I think same thing. He took me to one, one Minneapolis supercross when I was just, a like right around that age as well. But other than that, I didn't go to any of those. So Wow, so pretty sheltered upbringing as far as being a pro motocrosser. Like Yeah, like there wasn't definitely a lot that goes like it, it's all been a huge learning curve cuz I didn't growing up and stuff like that. We yeah. didn't see anything. The first national I ever went to that I tried to qualify for was at Millville bone stock 282 stroke i think it was two years old stock suspension stock pipe stock motor jeez <laughs> just i think i was like hammy down gear still from one of my buddies just going for it i think i i, I don't recall but i think i qualified like 54th and i took ace in the concy oh shit okay so, yeah so yeah. you went that far off you know? no no 
Uh, wow, that's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do you have plans to do uh, Supercross next year? Do you want to do some more? Or have you thought about your schedule yet at all, or, or where are we at? Yeah, yeah, we talked a little bit about it. Um, obviously, like first things first is like we've got to kind of get to work on the business side of things for myself. Um, just to get a few things up and going and then you know for the racing side i talked about maybe doing daytona because i thought that was a blast and i actually did really well in indy with all the ruts you know i'm just kind of outdoor vibe yeah yeah um when the track was real rutted so we might try to do those two but other than that maybe a couple arena cross we haven't set anything in stone um, I hear the Arena just, Cross series is going to be all different and new, but I haven't heard anything, and it's already August. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like even I think that's kind of how it was last year. Like it was pretty last minute. Like just with everything, like how they let the release the schedule. Like I don't even know if there's a Hoosier schedule or what's going on. I haven't heard anything. So, no. how many people yeah. have asked you if you're related to Danny Laporte? Uh, if I had a dollar for every person that asked, I'd probably, I probably could race the whole season for free. So. I know, right? <laughs> uh, totally. I, I would think that that's a common thing. You're like, nope, still no, no. No, no, not today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you wish, right? You wish. That, that'd, be, yeah. that'd be great. Uh, thanks yeah, to the folks sure. at Maxis and Roost, the Mira Pistons as well. Two-stroke and four-stroke Pistons, the Mira.com. They're big supporters of District 23. So we're based out of Minnesota, speaking of that. And, uh, yeah, check them out. They've got a full line of two-stroke and four-stroke Pistons. Whatever you need, Namira.com, Namira Technologies is uh, fantastic, guys. They support some racers out there. Helped out Logan Carnell for a little bit, even uh, doing that. So Namira.com for more information on that. And, again, thanks you to F- thank you to FXR and Race Tech as well for uh for doing this podcast privateer island with nathan laporte um nathan so really like for you it's tough to i was gonna say what do you need to work on to get better as a privateer but i mean i guess more time on the bike would be the key thing but then you need to work on your business so you're really you're you're in a catch-22 situation a little bit yeah and i think it's it's unfortunate like with age and stuff like that because everything kind of slows down like your, your body and performance and things like that. But obviously it's like, if I could have five years to focus on the business and then focus on five years of racing dirt bikes, it'd be amazing, but it doesn't work that way. But it really is. It just comes down to time on the bike and then also keeping your fitness in par. You know, I think, I mean, the season's almost over and I, I don't even have 40 hours on my bike and I only have one 450. So, yeah, I mean, I have like um, 25 on mine and I never ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I think most of those hours were put on like preseason. So just, just getting ready for outdoors and, and things like that. So, um, I don't know. We've, you know, for next year, we've talked a little bit about what we're going to do. I, you know, I, I was thinking this was going to be my last year doing nationals, but, mm-hmm it's always tough to step away. And if we could kind of get our ducks in a row where I can get more seat time, cause I've always been striving for top 20 and, you know, for what we're doing right now with all the, you know, work with the business and things like that, it would be cool to see what I could do if I could actually put in some real time, just focusing on racing and see what kind of results we could actually get. And if I could make, you know, one more push with that, then that would be great. But, I think I would have to have those ducks align, you know, this fall mm-hmm. um, to really kind of set that plan up for, for going racing, you know. 
you said you went to south of the border. Uh, was that just to ride Supercross? Yeah, just yeah. to ride Supercross. They were the most like financial friendly, and I had a buddy down there as well um, that kind of gave me some guidance on the Supercross track. So, yep. yeah. Uh, who do you? Who's your buddies? Who do you hang out with at the races? Oh, man, really? I don't even know. Like Bryce, ha- Bryce Hansen, he's from Wisconsin. Like I talked to him a little bit at mm-hmm. the Nationals. Um, he's he's a younger kid, I think twenty one or twenty two. Um, he's got good speed, but otherwise, like Hunter Sales, I, I've known him since he was a kid as well. Um, he did a couple nationals, and he's done quite a bit of Supercross. So he's the one that was giving me a hand, some tips and stuff on Supercross with that. But otherwise, not not many guys. It's usually pretty quiet, you know. Um, at Hunter, least around my Hunter around, Sales around my pit. Hunter Sales has broken the hearts of a few Pulpamex fantasy players yeah, over the years yeah, that's what, yeah <laughs> i believe it I, I, that's what i've heard so. yeah yeah i don't know have you ever heard of that pulp fantasy do you play it or no I, no i mean i just hear about you guys talk about it i don't play it at all yeah. i mean i don't i don't really watch like i don't really watch the motos that much from outdoors and i uh-huh. don't really watch supercross that much right so it's like yeah i don't I don't know. <laughs> so you know you're uh, you're getting close to points. You're getting cl- you're a great rider, right? We know this because anytime you can make the motos and get close to 20, 20th or whatever, you're a great rider. But are there are there times when you're out on the track and you're putting in a heater or you're in the beginning of a moto and one of these dudes, Tomac or one of these guys, passes you and you're just like you're just like fuck my life. Like I like what oh, is this man. guy doing? Does that happen a lot? I, I honestly it used to happen a ton but as i've gotten older not so much like it's more like when there's privateers like runkles like some dude like some weekends in the past i'll be like oh yeah i'm riding really good i feel really good and then runkles or rod bell will come by and i'll be like are you kidding me like, <laughs> right i feel like i'm almost on the same page as those guys yeah, so yeah there's some weekends where i could be i don't know it's weird because some weekends you could just be like feel like you're flowing and not pushing real hard and you're mm-hmm. doing really well and other weekends i swear it's like you're giving it 110 percent those guys will just blow by you yeah and you you're know? and you, like you said like you you feel like you're close to those guys who are on that level and yet you're like what the hell yeah right yeah yeah but as as far as the top guys i mean man i've been doing this for a couple of years so when those guys go by i'm like yeah we'll see you later you <laughs> enjoy your time <laughs> have, you, have you had have you had a k clayson moment where you held one of them up or crashed with one of them or anything like that have you had oh uh, yeah moments? i've had a i've had a couple of tangle ups i mean i've definitely had my fair share of getting yelled at but oh have you yeah which who yelled, yeah. who yelled at you the most oh man i don't really know i mean there's just a there's just a bunch of guys like any top guy, especially in qualifying, if they're on a heater and you're yeah. in front of them, they're, they're yelling at you. I can't really point any out, but I actually, uh, Justin Brayton, I got tangled up with him. Oh, he's like the nicest guy, too. Oh, I know. I, yeah, but I, it was at Ironman. I don't even know when. Okay. Long, maybe yeah, 2014. He, right. Or he hasn't raced for, race nationals for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Ironman 2014 or 15, and I like got sloppy in a set of rollers there. <laughs> And I came into him and took us both out. And uh, that was probably the scariest I've ever been because he was like, I could tell he was pissed. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And I think <laughs> I think he said a couple of things, but he was he was pretty nice about it. But he was, right. you know, because he was even, like. Even Justin Brayton, as nice as he is, he's still nice when he yells at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It definitely could have been worse. Like, I would have hated, like, if I was Anderson or. 
you know, somebody else, I would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah, Anderson, I've heard with lappers, is not the nicest guy, you know. Uh, yeah. He'll hit you and get you out of the way. Uh, yeah. I know you listened to the Pulp Show. Brayton was on a few weeks ago. Dude, he was really good. He's got a he's got a he's got a a, a future in co-hosting internet radio shows. I think. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I listened to that one, and he was just yeah, it's good. Yeah, he's smart, mm. right? Smart guy and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, who helps you out, Nathan? Who's uh, some of your bigger sponsors? Uh, well, first and foremost, my wife, because she puts up with all this stuff, and <laughs> you know we're on the road, and she's answering all the calls for work too. So, f- first and foremost, her, but. Um, the guys over at MX Tech Suspension, Adam, Jeremy, and Jerry, they're probably the biggest help out of out of everybody. You know, I think you know, everybody knows how it is. The key components with suspension, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're very helpful. And then Brad FXR, um, Brian up at Race Driven, and Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, Rhino Power, um, pretty much all those guys. You know, they're they're they seem the most helpful with privateers when it comes to those things. And mm-hmm. also UFO plastics. And then there's a guy that does my graphics, CK design, CK designs out of Wisconsin. Um, they've been, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been around racing for a little while now and a privateer for a long time. And all of those guys right there, they've definitely been the most helpful. So I appreciate, appreciate all their help. They go above and beyond for me. What's uh what's a highlight for you in racing career? What's a moment or two that stand out for you as far as, you know, just like looking back being like that was pretty cool? Uh I think every time I ran top 20 was awesome, but like I ran at High Point 2018, I think I was I ran 11th for like 12 to 14 minutes, which was really cool right in front of Benny Bloss when he was on I think it was Rocky Mountain. Mm-hmm. He might have been. So that was really cool, but I crashed out of that. <laughs> um but yeah like anytime i was inside top 20 it's all, all always an awesome feeling but i think overall for my best ride i know i scored points at iron man but otherwise washu has always treated me well um the last you know these past two times i was at washu it seems like i've always had my best best rides for body feel and things like that so it's weird yeah. because you say you're a mud guy and you're good at ruts and all that stuff, and Washougal is just you know harder packed and faster and you know but yeah, for whatever reason, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like you really got to flow there, and I I feel like some guys can just because the dirt is so slick in areas, like mm-hmm. it seems super tacky, and then it's really slick. And I think a lot of guys like are very erratic, and even in the ruts where they kind of can just burst the clutch and get super excited like that, and I feel like at Washugo, it's almost an advantage for how I ride because you just kind of smooth and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I always seem to do good there, and I don't know what it is with the track, but I swear it's like my fitness is always on par. I don't know if it doesn't get crazy rough or it just suits me and my breathing. I don't know what it is. It's I've always had some awesome awesome times there. Uh, is your wife pitboard you? Pack your gate and stuff? Like, is she... Is she- uh, yeah, no. she has, and she has until this year. Now that we got the ten month old, oh yeah, yeah. The, the baby, yeah, yeah. All the years previous, um, she's she's always done that. But I've had, like, I think High Point, I didn't have a mechanic at all. It was just me and myself. So, what's that like? Um, yeah, you're just like uh, reading other pit boards, I guess. That was terrible. That was the worst <laughs> experience ever. <laughs> like, I was like, how the hell am I supposed to set my whole shot device? Like, yeah, some of those dudes don't even want to look at you, and I'm like, hey. Hey, hey, buddy. Did they help you? Uh, Who helped you? Like a mechanic? Did like another mechanic help you? 
Yeah, another privateer mechanic. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, his kid. I think it was a dad. Okay, he came over and gave me a hand. Nice. I was like, All right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that that's good. Hey, your your wife can do like the the hangover. Get the little baby and the little thing in the front and then just oh, board you. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, we might have to. We might have to if we don't get any guys lined up for these next couple rounds. Yeah, that'd be so. that'd be awesome. That's the best mechanic ever. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome too, man. Like she'll be, she'll be on my ass. She'll be like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you riding really? around out huh? there?" Yeah, like, yeah, she's great. Like, I if I could pick any mechanic, like the only thing she sucks at is she can't spin wrenches. Literally, you know. Right, like, so right, if it right. comes to, comes a bike work, I'm busting my ass on that. But um, she's just the motivation side of things. It's it's cool because she'll she'll be calling me out, and I'll be like, "All right, you know, I'll." freaking figure it out you know so works out good i've always admired guys like like, i mean there's a there's a lot of dudes who have but i've witnessed it firsthand as a privateer mechanic you come back from a 30 minute plus two and it's 100 degrees and you drink some water and you're sitting there you (laughs) you get up you gotta change your filter change the oil wash it maybe like like oh yeah like you're you're doing the work on your bike between the motos it's just insane right it's just nuts So. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's definitely not easy, that's for sure. You just I mean, like you said earlier, you got to love it. Yeah. So, if you if you ain't loving it, it ain't worth it. Well, so. I hope yeah, I hope you've never sat down and done the the uh the math on the expenses uh, versus profit, Nathan. Um, well, my <laughs> wife my wife does the books every <laughs> every year, so I've definitely seen the numbers. It yeah. ain't, it ain't it ain't paying, so. <laughs> no, no, it's tough, man. The, and the purse money ain't great either, you know. So. Oh man, it's, yeah. What two seventy five to enter, and you you make maybe five hundred bucks if you do all right. Oh man, like, I think I just got paid from Milvo, and it was three hundred twenty bucks. Right, and you pay two seventy five to enter. Yeah, it's two sixty one. Okay. Like after after their convenience fee. Yeah, yeah. So two sixty to enter. Yeah. Three twenty. Two sixty. Yeah. It's brutal. Oh, you made uh, you made like fifty bucks for two thirty minute oh, motos. Gosh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, brutal. It is, but yeah, it's it, like you said though, cool tracks and you're in front of a crowd and it's a moment, right? Like you can tell your kid about this moment years later, years yeah. from now, and it, it's it's something you got to have a passion for. There's no doubt. So. Yeah, and then this this year at Milvo, we were able to give away like a bunch of shirts to all these kids, like even. I think it was like Friday night, like we were throwing some shirts over the fence, like the pro pit fence. Oh yeah. And it was just like a swarm of kids. It was, it was cool to see like, we're, you know, luckily now I'm kind of able to do those things. Like if I get some free product and stuff, I love handing it out. Cause that's a, that's a big thing. Seeing all these kids all pumped up on whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. For sure. Uh, FXR racing, race tech suspension, privateer Island life with Nathan Laporte. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate the time. Did I miss anything? Did we did we touch on? No, I think yeah, I think we're good. I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, I always listen and always wanted to be on, so I definitely appreciate you giving me a call. Yeah, no problem, man. It's guys like you that keep the sport rolling for sure. And I, I like I said, I admire you know the the perseverance. You're you're an older guy now. Um, you know you're not making any money, but you're out there, and it's cool. It's cool to see. You know. Like, yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. No problem. Uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. I'll see you. At, well, I won't be at Unadilla, but uh, come say, say hi to me at Bud's Creek if you see me. So, All right. Yeah, uh, sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, Nathan. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. See